Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. A few years ago, we saw this like boom with like the crypto industry that like immediately, you know, K Street saw this big opportunity for business and they were sending all these new clients. But what makes this unique is that now almost every company wants like to know how AI is going to affect them and how that intersects with their, you know, agenda in DC. This is Haley Fuchs. She's an influence reporter here at Politico. This is now like a, a big boom in business for K Street that maybe we haven't seen before. That boom has led to a lobbying blitz with influencers across Washington selling themselves as AI experts who can help companies navigate how Congress and the Biden administration will tackle the hot topic in town. This is Politico Tech. It's Thursday, November 16th. I'm Stephen Overly. On the show today, Haley and I discuss who is hiring all of these AI lobbyists and what they're looking to get out of it. So I was reading this story that you you recently worked on about lobbying and AI. There was a quote from a lobbyist named Carl Thorson that stuck out to me. You know, he said, what people don't understand, they're afraid of. That fear seems to be good business for the K Street crowd, especially when it comes to AI. Certainly, yeah. And I think that that's sort of how K Street runs its business, is that it cashes in on these esoteric policy fights that companies might not, you know, have the, might not be equipped to deal with themselves. We saw that with, you know, the internet boom. We saw that with the crypto boom. We saw that with the marijuana boom, you know, where companies are turned to K Street for help when their business intersects with what lawmakers are doing in D.C. And so how much of what you're seeing now is sort of a response to this latest policy craze around AI, which, you know, from where I sit is is one of the main things people in Washington are talking about right now. I think to to Carl's point, I mean, when people don't understand things, they're, they look for help in trying to understand it. So we're seeing companies like Nike, or we're seeing the Mayo Clinic or the NFL Players Association, you know, turning to K Street for help and trying to understand what's going on in AI and how it could intersect with what they do. Well, that's what's interesting. You know, I obviously know a lot of the tech companies that lobby on this issue are trying to shape AI policy. And to me, it's obvious that those companies have a vested interest here. You're reporting what really struck me was the breadth of industries and, and companies and organizations that are lobbying, like you just said, the NFL players, the Mayo Clinic, Nike. Do, we, do you have any sense of what these organizations are really after? I think part of it is an understanding of how AI could affect them and, and their business and their organization. AI is so new that I think a lot of these places don't even understand it yet. With the NFL Players Association, they surely are worried about the use of their name image likeness in AI and ensuring the protections for the players. But a lot of it is that these companies aren't don't even know yet how they could use AI. They're looking for help and if they have skin in the game and in Washington, who can help them with that? And it seems like that list of organizations lobbying on this topic just keeps growing. You know, what have you seen lately? Yeah. So even this morning, I went every morning, I check new lobbying registrations to see who's, you know, gone to K Street for help in D.C. And I saw at least two AI companies had signed some lobbying firms to help them uh, in D.C. So it seems that the list of groups, companies, associations, organizations lobbying D.C. on AI is ever growing. 
you know, one um, question I am I ask, and perhaps a bit cynically, but you know, the the number of AI experts in general is already a small pool, and the the federal government, others in Washington, do have a hard time attracting and you know recruiting people with that expertise. How many of these lobbyists on K Street really are AI experts, you know, versus sort of, you know, selling themselves as such? One lobbyist told me as much. They said that you're hard pressed to find an expert on AI in academia, in Congress. And so, you know, the same goes for K Street as well. Another lobbyist told me a story about how when they were at a fundraiser sometime last spring or summer, There was another lobbyist pitching themselves as an AI expert, but I believe they had no expertise in tech. So we're seeing everybody claiming to be an AI expert these days. And I think in part it's because, you know, as we discussed, you're really hard pressed to find an AI expert. So that arena is really wide open for anybody who wants the cash. You and I both know that to some degree, this is how Washington works, you know, for better or worse, right? Uh, You know, a lobbyist latch on to, you know, big issues and and companies hire them to either try to shape regulation to their liking or, or kill it off I- entirely. Do you have any sense of what kind of influence, you know, these AI lobbyists actually have mm-hmm. right now? I think one thing we're seeing is that part of why companies are co- going to K Street is because they want to combat the influence of big tech in these in these discussions. But I'm going to kind of punt the question back to you on this as the tech expert here. You know, what kind of uh, divisions are you seeing in terms of like different companies and how they're influencing this space? Yeah, it's it's a good question and happy to have it put back on me. I mean, (laughs) uh, on the one hand, you know, we have seen some of this lobbying play out in a very public way because, you know, for instance, the Senate has been doing these AI insight forums that Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has organized And a lot of big tech CEOs have been invited to that. So have folks from civil society and and other industries. But, you know, it's been quite obvious that Washington is looking to Silicon Valley heavyweights for insights into how AI works and what the risks are and then how to regulate against them. So in that sense, some of this is playing out in public view. But I do think that behind the scenes, there's a lot of money going into organizations that seem to be academic in nature or seem to be think tanky in nature, but actually have a point of view or actually are doing advocacy. Um, We talked about that recently on the podcast. And so, yes, it's very clear that they are putting a lot of money and manpower into this. Which actually brings me to another part of your reporting and and kind of the other part of this influence equation, which is campaign donations. You know, President Joe Biden, who's running for re-election, has been raising money from some big names in tech. When you've sort of dug into some of these fundraising disclosures, what have you found? One interesting thing we found was that Sam Altman, uh, the CEO of the company behind ChatGBT, he gave about 200000 to Biden's joint fundraising committee. And shortly afterwards, or around the same time, he attended the state dinner at the White House. And so another interesting element of this is my colleague spoke to Senator Chuck Schumer and asked kind of what sort of influence you're seeing um, from AI companies in this. And Senator Schumer surely said that AI companies have a seat at the table on this, but that they shouldn't be the ones controlling the, the conversation. We're also seeing that, you know, Microsoft top Execs are giving tens of thousands of dollars to 
the Biden Joint Fundraising Committee. And so certainly some of these biggest donors are people in the AI space and will likely have some sort of seat at the table. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is moving forward with a slew of new regulations that put products like semiconductors, electric vehicles, modern healthcare technology, and clean energy at risk. Chemistry is essential to our modern lives, creating products to help foster a more sustainable and competitive future. The Biden administration must change its course and work with manufacturers on science-based policies that protect American innovation. Learn more at chemistrycreates.org. Got it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting to me, having covered tech for so long, is I remember there being a real coziness between the Obama administration and Silicon Valley. And there's been some criticism that perhaps if that had not been the case, maybe some of these issues that we've seen with social media, for instance, would have been addressed sooner. Or maybe these tech companies that have become so dominant would not have gotten so big. I mean, candidly, I'm not sure that that's actually the case, but the tone toward tech in Washington has very much shifted um, since 2016, and ties to the industry are now heavily scrutinized. And so you've seen the Biden administration and some members of Congress really walk this line where you can't cut the tech industry out entirely when you're trying to regulate new technologies without killing them off. But at the same time, there's a high sensitivity to this idea that all of these lobbyists, particularly from the tech industry, are having undue influence over that policy and that it's really going to be shaped to their benefit. The one just interesting thing that I was just thinking about when you were talking about the influence of big tech was just that, like, with TikTok being now kind of this new boogeyman in D.C., does that then help Meta or Apple or Amazon's standing as they're kind of trying to get this major or trying to do this major lobbying campaign now that they're not quite the same boogeyman they were with TikTok and its quote unquote ties to China on the scene. I don't know. That was just something that was making me think about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I a few years ago was on the tech lobbying beat and it's funny enough, wrote a story about exactly that, that TikTok had sort of become in some ways a scapegoat for big American tech companies, and and you've seen them lean into this idea, not just with TikTok, but with AI as well, where the tech industry will be very quick to say if regulation is too onerous or too restrictive, that that will benefit China, right? And that if the U.S. wants to remain a leader in technology, their best shot is to leave Silicon Valley kind of unshackled by regulation There may be some truth to that argument, but I think politically, it's probably quite a savvy one because we sort of have this confluence of factors where lawmakers are concerned about AI, but they know it also has benefits, right, to the economy, to national security, et cetera. And they also want to appear tough on China, and they have this fear of China's technological rise. And so I think that does give the tech industry a fair amount of leverage to lean into those fears and use them to their advantage when they're shaping this policy. That's a really good point. I wonder where lobbyists around town sort of see this all headed, because you mentioned, you know, the crypto craze and some of these other issues that have sort of popped up, gotten a lot of attention, and then 
still are around, but are, are certainly not talked about at the same level that they once were. So I wonder what, if anything, you're hearing on where AI might be headed. Yeah, I mean, I think in the crypto lobbying craze, and I think in the marijuana lobbying craze, uh, we were seeing a lot of crypto companies or marijuana companies signing lobbyists to to help them do their bidding in D.C. Uh, or maybe you know alcohol companies signing them to to do some marijuana lobbying in D.C. But with AI, it could affect quite literally every company, organization, association, and so. This is uh, has the potential to be a lobbying cash boom for K Street that they haven't seen in, in quite a while. Excellent. Well, listen, um, Haley, thank you so much for joining us on Politico Tech. Thanks for having me. That's all for today's Politico Tech. For more tech news, subscribe to our newsletters, Digital Future Daily and Morning Tech. Music in today's episode comes from the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our senior producer is Annie Reese. Our editors are Steve Heuser, Daniela Cheslow, and Louisa Savage. I'm Stephen Overly. I'll see you back here tomorrow.